All right, everyone. Uh, it's Paul back at it again. I got a pretty unique guy coming in today, a good friend of mine I've got to know over the past year, year and a half at work. Um, he spent some time on a grand jury, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But because of that, he's going to remain um, somewhat anonymous. We won't be filming this one, so you won't find it on any of our social media or YouTube. So this is a podcast app special. So uh, let's get to it. All right, man. Well, here it is. It's finally happening. Here, uh, I got you in here. Okay, so I promised myself when I brought you in here that I wouldn't just rip on you the entire time. Um, it's going to be difficult, but I think I can manage. So, how you feeling? Yeah, I guess all right for the day. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we talk a lot at work just about random stuff, um, but really... Something that has interested me about you is your time on a grand jury and a lot of the stuff that you've seen, and sometimes you'll bring some of that forward and you'll start talking about it, and I stop you because I want it to be like a fresh thing. So the first question I have, first of all, uh, we're not. I, what name do you want me to call you today? It, just, you're good. You can talk. It's fine. Uh, Chris. Okay, Chris. All right, so... What was, how did you in, get involved in the grand jury thing? How did you end up on it? Because, like, you've worked at where we work, and we're not going to say where we work, but since I can remember, it's a, a pretty public place, and you've been there for, a, I mean, you're seven years older than me, so you've been there for a long time. Then I left for a decade and came back to this town. You're still there. And now we're friends. So, how, okay, while you were, so you were still working where we're at now, and you got involved in the grand jury. How did that happen? So I got a uh, summons in the mail to uh, appear for questioning um, one day with about 60, 70 other people in the uh, middle of February. Um, they asked us a bunch of questions, um, if we'd have problems. What kind of questions did they ask you? Uh, if you have problems seeing certain material, um, if you have any prejudice, if you have any law enforcement family. Okay. So they, they ask you questions, you answer the questions, and what happens? So if you raise your hand, they kind of start to take you out. If you don't raise your hand and you pay attention, they give you an hour break. Uh, a prosecutor, a defender, and the judge all get together, and then they uh, pick about 25 people. Okay. Uh, get a little bit. So, yeah. Um, so can you define for the listeners what exactly is a grand jury? So a grand jury um, decides if a, a person gets indicted for a federal crime. Okay, so it's for for felonies. Yeah, for Not, federal. No, okay, so federal crimes. All right, so you got selected the twenty five people. So then, what's the process like? Because you told me that they would then call you for like hearings or whatever, and then you just you'd have to call into work, and then you go some secret location, right? Right. So uh, they give you a little calendar where you um, have dates where you have to call um, a couple of days beforehand um, and find out how many days you're going to be on the uh, – how many days they have you scheduled to be up in uh, downtown Kansas City. Okay, so downtown Kansas City, they take you to some location. Is it like a hotel or – So it's actually the federal courthouse. Okay. And then they uh, put you in a – little room kind of just 
in the courthouse. And then the the people that got selected was it the same people like the twenty five that you were selected with? They all they all were there with you, or was it just different people every time? No, it's the same people uh, every trip. Okay, and so how long do you do this? Like, how long did that go on? So it was uh, for eighteen months, and I think I went up either nine or ten times. Okay, so nine or ten times over eighteen months. So every, every other month, basically, you're you're going up. Uh, to these and then how many cases did you have to like look at so you basically looked at evidence and facts and findings and this is all stuff that you had to look at objectively and decide hey is this person going to get arraigned to go to court and then a jury of their peers and a judge is what decides whether they're guilty or not and so you looked at that all at all these facts and findings how many cases would you look at each time that you went up there uh you know it would vary some days it would be maybe if it's a short day and maybe six to ten um if it was a all-day thing we may have done 20 to 25 okay and now i do know from talking to you previously about this stuff um dude you seem really uncomfortable are you okay you cold I'm good. You're good? You promise? I'm good. All right. Okay. Um, if you're uncomfortable with it, you know, don't talk about it. But I know you've seen, like, evidence of very heinous things. So let's let's start off at the, at the most uh, basic federal crime kind of thing that you had to look at, um, look at evidence for, and then decide, hey, is this person going to be brought in to go go to court? So what what was like some of the silly things? Do you have any like just really stupid crap that came through that you're like, oh my god, I can't believe somebody did that? So most of it is uh, people that have already been convicted of a state crime for drug trafficking or uh, just small state uh, federal small state crimes. But uh, once you're a convicted felon, you can't. Uh, have any ammunition, carry a gun, anything like that. And then the same people over and over would, um, they'd be on probation or whatever, and they'd have a um, illegal gun or illegal ammunition, and they would try to hide it. So we would get a lot of those cases where we would, um, you know, um, a detective would come in, they'd present the evidence, say what they found, and uh, normally about 30 minutes of discussion, and then we'd... Uh, choose to indict them okay so that's pretty that's a pretty quick turnaround and then like as soon as that's done next case let's let's look at it and then it's probably pretty much is it a lot of the same stuff just repetitive like someone broke probation kind of crap and now i mean yeah it's pretty cut and dry for the most part for the most part and then we'll get into some of the more uh terrible things so i don't want to i want to take a, a quick break from the uh from the seriousness of everything do you remember so anybody who's listening can probably figure out where we work, work just by some of the stories that have been told on here do you remember the kid that came in and he was like it was covid was starting and this kid came in and i could tell like one of the the people that work at where we we do calls me and he's like, "Hey, sir, there's like this guy. He's being really crazy and he's loading up his cart with like all these bow and arrows and all this stuff." And so I went over and I was like, "Hey, buddy, what's going on?" And he's like, "I gotta save myself from all these liberals." And uh, 
I could tell like he was on some shit. And uh, <laughs> do you remember that one? Yeah, I yeah. do. Okay, so then finally I was like, dude, I don't know what he's doing. He's being crazy. He's like, he comes up to me. He goes, he's like, which one of these matches is waterproof? And I was like, a fucking lighter, dude. Get a lighter. That's how. If you're going to start a fire, you need a campfire. Just use a lighter. You don't need matches. Don't be an idiot. You don't need waterproof matches and a Rambo knife. So then we call the police that come in, and they're like, they they talked to him, and of course, no one's getting arrested because of COVID. And I have told the story before when Leon was on uh, about the the meth head girl that or the guy that ended up being a girl that I was about to punch in the face. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> so the cops come in and they like walk him out, and he's just I apparently got on some new medications, and he'd taken too much, and it was messed up. But he was a felon at like nineteen because he like beat the crap out of his girlfriend or some crap. And uh, he go he they take him out of the parking lot, and he walks out to his truck and goes, "By the way, I have this, and I just don't want to get in trouble." And like hands them a bullet, like and he reaches out to hand this police officer a bullet, and the the cop reaches out his arm to take it, and he goes five dollars, and he's like. Just give me the goddamn bullet. <laughs> so I'm sure you probably saw some stuff like stupid people like that that came through, and you're like, ah, now we got to send you to court. You're an idiot. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of idiots out there. Yeah. You got any good stories that I like from uh, where we work that I missed? Mm-hmm. Not really. You do. Yeah. For the most part, it's people that, uh, you know, they come in, shop, during a holiday and stuff, and they're like, aren't you going to do anything else? I'm like, no, I'm just going to stand around and watch you stand here and bitch all day long. Yeah, they're, uh, we have quite the clientele. <laughs> anyway, on to the more serious stuff. So you had several incidences of, like, uh, child pornography, what what are the more serious things that you that you had to decide? Hey, I I have to indict this person, and what what are some of the things that you had to witness? So do it by case, um, not just like randomly throwing stuff. Like tell me about some specific cases, but don't mention names. Obviously, anything that could breach confidentiality. Um, so a lot of it was um, child child pornography cases. Um, How common was that? Um, you'd get maybe. Chew to maybe chew chew a day. Um, normally, I'd say I did five each trip. Yeah. So how long was the trip? A couple days. Uh, yeah, the trip was either two to three days. Um, it was always one complete day, and then uh, you may be up there for two hours the next day, and okay. then you're done. Okay. All right. So go ahead with the uh, so. What's some of the stuff that you dealt with there? So, uh, I remember my first case dealing with uh, the pornography was um, where a uh, person had uh, been doing things with a uh, practically still a newborn and uh, things of that nature, which... um, So, this was a person that was making child pornography? Yeah, it was. And it wasn't not somebody just that had it and distributing it. It was a, a person actually making it. And um, was that the most like disturbing case you dealt with? Um, I mean, they were all disturbing, but that one was probably one of the worst ones because it was one of the 
first ones that we heard, and it was right after we had came back from our lunch. So this is like day one. This is what they hit you with. Yeah. And um, this person, uh, how old was this person that was doing uh, these things? I'd say they were... I'd say middle 40s, probably. Jesus Christ. And did they, now, did they make you watch the stuff that was happening? So, at first, um, they bring in pictures, and um, it's all a lot like being back in school, where they put it on a big projector and put it up on a screen for everybody in the room to see. Um, and then they'll describe it and everything. Um, after you... See, the first couple times, you're like, we don't need to see videos. We don't need to see pictures. Or just like, tell us what happened so we can move on. Yeah. But are they allowed to do that? Um, because obviously, like, you have to see that person's face and all that other stuff. So if they can describe it well enough for us, we don't have, we can vote not to see the pictures. We can move on without pictures and everything else. And then when it gets to a jury, then they would have to. Look at the pictures and everything. The actual jury. Yeah, an actual yeah. jury would. We could just get testimony and choose to indict. Indict. Okay. Um. So, Jesus Christ, that's terrible. Um. These people who do these things, like for instance, this person that you you obviously indicted them, right? Right. Um. Because you, what did you have for lunch that day? Now, you got to remember. I mean, it's probably like one of the worst things you've ever seen. You got. I remember. think I probably ate pizza that day. Hmm. Did it taste as good going back up? Uh, no, no. Uh, after that first day, I even went out that night, and I was completely disturbed. That uh, night, everything. Um, a couple of weeks later, um, I went to a my a uh, doctor's appointment that I had scheduled. And um, one thing you learn is you can't talk about certain things with um, people when the cases are still going on or anything um, because it's all secret. But um, I ended up having to uh, have a discussion with my doctor doctor, and uh, give him what information I could, which he understood, um, just so I could talk to somebody about what I had seen and how I was feeling about it. Well, you had confidentiality, right? You, right. you look like really upset right now. Just bring this back up. So if if you ever at any point need to stop, let me know. You good? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Um. So with so for that that uh, particular incident, do you know what happened to that that particular criminal? I uh, we never followed the cases afterwards. I'm trying to follow a federal case on the. Uh, court system is it's more work than what it's worth okay um but i would say with the evidence that we had um they were i don't know if it was uh if they pled guilty or um not or if they were found guilty but um i you hardly ever see a person in federal court be uh, found not guilty of a uh, charge right so a lot. So let's skip off of the the child pornography and the the child molestation stuff because that's uh, that's just like super heinous. Um, did you and then there was drug trafficking. I assume. Um, 
do you did you guys have any murder trials or um so we never had a murder murder trial um that was one thing they would ask if we could um vote to um vote for the death penalty if the government ever wanted to proceed with a murder case um we never had one um other things that i would see were um bombing of a uh, congressman's building where they'd throw uh, cocktails in it, set it on fire. Where was that at? Uh, it was uh, Cleaver's office somewhere up in Kansas City. Oh, shit. That I, uh, we heard that case. I never heard about that. That must have been all. When was this? Can you say? Uh, it was going on five years ago. Huh. I don't even remember where I was five years ago. Uh,. He's hasn't passed, probably in Fort Benning or something like that. Anyway, all right. So very disturbing stuff. Um, anything in particular that sticks in your mind? Any particular case you want to talk about? Uh, not really particular cases. Most things that I do remember were you'd have people that were uh, get on um, buses from L.A. from. Uh, Dallas from down by Mexico, mm-hmm. and they would take the Greyhound buses up to uh, Kansas City. And one thing I learned is they always have um, FBI agents, the um, federal law enforcement at the bus stops with uh, drug sniffing dogs, and uh, they would go around and check packages for people, people's assholes and stuff. Yeah, and it never <laughs> failed. You'd always have some dumbass who would have this giant amount of crack or meth on them and it's just over and over and that's and they'd come up into the Kansas City area with large amounts of drugs and yeah. get busted yeah all right you guys heard it here first if you're going to smuggle drugs don't ride the greyhound okay <laughs> um or keister it real deep pack it in coffee grounds and shove it way up there okay um <laughs> yeah well I'm glad we got away from the, the child stuff because that, that's some upsetting shit right there. I'm bummed you didn't have any murder stories. I mean, murder's not good, but I mean, let's let's face it. Look at what's on Netflix today. Everybody's super into murder shows. <laughs> right. Um, well, I don't want to, like, drag this out if I'm making you even more uncomfortable. And you don't have any, any good stories you want to talk about? Uh, there wasn't really anything good that I can remember. I mean... The best part of it was how much you, you would um, get paid for showing up. Oh, you got paid? Yeah, I would get paid to go up there. How much did you get paid? On average, I made, it was a $110 a day for me to show up. So that's that's the, the diesel it would take for me to drive up there. Uh, no, nah, <laughs> not really. Uh, but then you put in PTO at work, so you're still getting paid at work, right? Well, actually, so... Uh, you know, our job would actually pay us to have to show up. And I never had to. I couldn't tell them when I had to be there. So it would be like, oh, hey, I've got to go do jury service tomorrow. So they would have to pay me uh, what I was scheduled that day to actually show up um, for my uh, court service. So on average, you know. You're making like 250 a day. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was easy money. Well, that's good, man. Well, that's at least exciting. I mean, it wasn't easy money because you had to sit through some really 
gross stuff, some really grotesque stuff. Um, how does all that make you, like, now looking back, I know you said you had to talk to a doctor and all that stuff. Um, how does it, how do, do you have faith in our court system? I mean, I'd say yes. Um, the way that it's set up, I mean, it's fair um, and everything. Um, what you see on TV, um, prosecutors just don't dismiss uh, a case. I've uh, yet to see a prosecutor say they don't have enough evidence to proceed with a uh, case. So um, the saying was always, a good prosecutor can get a ham sandwich indicted. Oh. And it's true. They Oh, they can. Yeah. Yeah. So if, they, if they're like, fuck this guy, I'm coming after him, they really come after him, and they can get him. Yeah. There's so, no way to get out. So you so you have faith that the court system still works because here's the thing is I feel like things just get dragged out super long when they, it's like unnecessary length of time that it takes for someone to get like from the time of the arraignment or the indictment or whatever uh, indictments when you guys decide hey they're gonna go to court and the arraignments like hey come to court so we can charge you like you know what I mean right. uh, that's correct. Okay, and then by the time from, like, arraignment to conviction takes place, even for simple stuff, it just is forever. And you're like, what's the lesson learned here? Because, like, when the dog pisses on the carpet, you rub its nose in it, then you don't kick the crap out of it two days later. So, I don't know. I, I've kind of looking at that. And then the cost of everything. So, one thing about the federal, uh, if you commit a federal crime is, for each um, thing they charge you with, you actually have to pay that back. Restitution. So, yeah. Um, so if you get charged with, say, six federal crimes, you have to pay $600 back to the court automatically. It's only 600 bucks though, and they're paying you 125 people $110 a day. So you're still looking at, you know, dang near three grand going out the window just for you to show up that day to be like, hey, that guy, get him. Right. So, I mean— and it didn't matter if you were there for eight hours or if you were there for three. You got the same amount of money each trip. Now, if you it was like a two-day, three-day trip, did they put you in a hotel or no? Um, if you lived far enough away, you had the option to stay in a motel um, or you could drive. It was a motel, not a hotel. <laughs> so like a roach boat. You're just like, nah, I'm good. I'll drive. So uh, I think we only had like one person on occasion that would uh, – Stay up there in the area, um, but we always just chose to drive. Yeah. Um. What else was I going to ask you? I, I mean, I, I think this one's kind of run its course as far as, like, the, the grand jury stuff. I do, like, there's a lot of, of with you that needs to be unpacked, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to pick your brain a little bit. So, um, you're are you from here or further south? Uh. A little bit south. Okay. And, okay, there's so, I, I don't want to, like, cross any lines with you and make you feel, like, super uncomfortable, so I'm just, like, questioning whether or not I should ask these questions. Ask away. Okay. I'm an open book. Okay, so, you're a conservative man, right? Absolutely. Okay, so what? You know what? Let's just get into this one. Uh, what, <laughs> as you turn red, what's your thoughts on the election? What's going on right now? You know, my thoughts are still somehow this was um, stolen from President Trump. Um, I can't believe that a person who stayed in his basement for 
practically the entire time, could somehow get 80 million votes. I mean, Obama, the first black president in American history, couldn't get 80 million votes. And somehow the guy that is 80 years old and stays in his basement is getting 80 million votes. I mean, I know what we, I guess we all know what he did in his basement for the six months. What do you think he did in his basement for six months? I think (laughs) states were sending him ballots and he's like, check mark, check mark, check mark. Hmm. So you you think uh, most of the American populace, if so, let's say for instance, he actually won the the election, and I'm not saying he did or didn't. I'm I'm here as neutral. I'm Switzerland right now. Um, what? <laughs> okay, so if there's people that watched the video I did where he introduced his granddaughter as his dead son and then introduced her as the daughter of a different son and it wasn't the right granddaughter, like three days before the election, and then 80 million people voted for him. What is your opinion on uh, those 80 million people and or do you think that uh, social media or what I think is being called legacy media now has done to uh, cover up the blooper reel of the Democrat Party. So I think media in general um, is, for the most part, they all want a, a democratic, um, a democrat liberal president. Um, they won't report on any stories. If he makes a mistake on the campaign trail, we don't cover it. Um, but the second, um, Trump would say something. Every news station would cover it. But if Biden would, you know, forget where he was, well, it's all right. We'll just, you know, ignore that he forgot that he's in Florida when he's actually thinking he's still in Michigan for the day. Well, did you see the one where he uh, referred to the guy who's running against as George? I guess I missed that one. Yeah, that was a good one. (laughs) Um, All right, what's your opinion on Kamala Harris? You don't have to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get banned from Spotify. I guess she's going to be the second woman in the Oval Office for oh. the for the next uh, four years. Are you referring to Hillary as the first or Michelle? <laughs> Let's go with Hillary as the first. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Bill Burr had a joke about that where he was he said, "Say what you want about conservative." presidents but they have their women in line and they just stand behind <laughs> smiling and waving and then uh you know like you look at michelle and hillary and they're all writing books and telling everybody how much of a president they were and whatnot but um okay so final question uh what's your favorite type of porn uh obviously not child <laughs> right uh i'm just, you don't have to answer that i'm just messing with you dude you know, it's all different types. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Tell me. <laughs> uh, no. Okay. So you're just you're you're an open book up until that point. You're not gonna you're not gonna spill your beans on uh, wh- what you like, what you're into. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that stuff. That's probably good. Um, uh, I think everybody will thank you. <laughs> Everyone who knows you, who's listening, will thank you. All right. I think that's where we're going to wrap it up. I really appreciate you coming by. Um, 
It was kind of slow. I had to drag stuff out of you. If you guys didn't know, uh, Chris here, he's the guy on our logo that looks like Alfred Hitchcock. I really appreciate him coming by and, and giving us a little bit of uh, a little bit of content and also letting us use his silhouette, which is, by the way, outstanding. You're a unicorn amongst men. Um, so, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, man. Thanks for coming by. I appreciate it. Yeah.